It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I thank each of you for listening today. You know, I have a question for you. How many of you are struggling with your energy? Now, maybe you grab a cup of coffee or maybe many cups of coffee to wake up, or a Diet Coke. You take that in the middle of the afternoon so your head won't drop onto the desk and you'll, your boss will notice that you're sleeping. Something like that. So if you're struggling with your energy, we're going to talk first about food and lifestyle habits that are energy robbers. And then we'll give you some ideas on how to rev up your energy without stimulants. So joining me today is Cara Carper. Cara has her master's degree in holistic health from St. Kate's. And she sees clients in St. Paul, Wyzetta, Woodbury, all over. All over the all, place. Yes. Hi. Good morning to you. Yep. Good morning, Dar. And I'm glad you made it here this morning. I'm glad I made it too. Yep. With all of the construction and the lifetime fitness triathlon, I didn't <laughs> think I was going to get here. <laughs> we needed you here today. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I have some news for you, Dar. You said I have my master's degree in holistic health from St. Kate's. Uh-huh. But as of 4.33 p.m. yesterday... I have some more credentials. Oh, my gosh. Wonderful. Look at that. I passed my board nutrition board exam. So I am now a certified nutrition specialist. Which qualifies you (laughs) to become licensed as a nutritionist in the state of Minnesota. It does. And I thought I would surprise you and tell you on air today. Oh, how wonderful. That (laughs) is just great. (laughs) I knew you would do it. Yep. (laughs) So that was a lot of hard studying, wasn't it? It was. It was pretty brutal test but good great congratulations (laughs) well thank you well back to our topic Um, (laughs) you know many of our clients make an appointment because they're experiencing low energy fatigue or even exhaustion and it's very common for people to have fatigue so if you're struggling with a lack of energy you're not alone it's actually one of the number one symptoms that people mention when they visit their doctor isn't that interesting number one one of the number one symptoms I mean, you'd think it would be a cough or something like that. But right, it's fatigue. fatigue. Yeah. And many, many of our clients check fatigue when they fill out the health survey. Yes. So actually, if you are someone that struggles with energy, please give us a call today and we'll give you some tips and answer your questions. The number here is 651-641-1071. And, you know, we know that there are many diseases in which fatigue is a major symptom. You know, for example, if you have cancer, or certain types of heart disease, or emphysema, or MS, or lupus, or fibromyalgia, or depression. Fatigue is really a problem for a lot of those people experiencing those types of illnesses. But there are many things that we can do about that, even if you do have one of those types of illnesses, for energy. And from our clinical experience, we know that even if a person has one of those health issues that you mentioned, Your food choices have a very big impact on how much energy your cells are actually producing. 
So let's look at some of the common energy robbers. And picture a robber sneaking into your cells. <laughs> and what type of foods have you noticed in the past that zapped your energy? Just think about that. Now, if you said sugar, you're correct. <laughs> and I bet that's what a lot of people were thinking as they thought, oh, okay, what took my energy today? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe it was that candy bar. It gave me that little lift, but then bang, I had no energy after that. Right. And we talk more about that later in the show, how, you know, sugar does give that initial burst of energy, but it always leaves us, you know, with low energy shortly after that. And I think people with real chronic illnesses, they re- they've recognized that, that sugar is not a positive for their health conditions. They're probably more sensitive to it. Exactly. Well, and, you know, speaking of sugar, the average person in the United States eats about 163 pounds of sugar each year. Think of that, 163 pounds. 163 pounds, or you could look at it as three pounds a week, or if we want to break it down into the day, it's 53 teaspoons per day. So if sugar is one of the major robbers of energy, and on average we're eating 53 teaspoons a day, wow! no wonder that that's the number one reason people go to the doctor. Yes, exactly. So where are you getting your sugar? You know, maybe you're hooked on lemonade this summer. And here's an interesting thing. A bottle of Minute Maid lemonade that you pick up at the convenience store. You know, when you pull in to get gas, you know, you pick this up, and it will give you 17 teaspoons of sugar just in one of those bottles. Or if you took your children, grandchildren to the water park and you buy everybody a bag of Skittles, another tea, 12 teaspoons of sugar in that, just that little bag of Skittles at 12 teaspoons of sugar. Or if they talk you into going to Jama Juice, a lot of people <laughs> go to Jama Juice, or just a little treat on the way home, you know, another 15 teaspoons of sugar. And you haven't even eaten anything yet, and you've taken in... 44 teaspoons of sugar and no real food. And, you know, when we teach our classes, we actually have a section on sugar. And I can remember from that that a Dairy Queen Blizzard, the large size, Mm -hmm. has 50 teaspoons of sugar. And people are lined up waiting to get their Dairy Queen Mm -hmm. Blizzards these days. 50 teaspoons. Yes. So. Yes, it is. You know, and it sneaks up on us. You know, and this this kind of the scenario, you know, lemonade is so common. People don't even realize the amount of sugar that's in lemonade. And all juice really yes. is very high in sugar. Yes. So. And the sugar in each one of those foods that you were talking about is no doubt the high fructose corn syrup. Yes. If you look at the sugar. label. Yes. If you look at the label, I bet that's what is is in there. That Yeah. It's high fructose corn syrup is in just about everything. But that actually gives your cells a condition we can call the cell shock. So how, if you're wondering, how does fructose affect your energy? Well, the very act of processing or metabolizing this fructose corn syrup, it's very taxing on the cells. So when your cells are zapped of energy, they can't function properly. So in order for your cells to not have what we could call a power outage, they produce another source of energy, which is fat. And so over time, a diet that's high in fructose can cause fat tissue to get bigger and bulkier. People store weight. 
and it turns into flab, really. Exactly. So if we go back to the, you know, the example of the Minute Maid lemonade and the little bag of Skittles and the Jama juice, who would ever think that that is turning into body fat? It's, you know, it's just hard for people mm-hmm. to understand this metabolic breakdown and the metabolism of high fructose corn syrup into body fat and flab. Excess sugar gets stored as fat. You know, it's many people still think that it's dietary fat that gets stored as fat. You know, a couple, oh, maybe about three years ago, I was at a conference in Boulder, Colorado, and Paul Check, who is a personal training trainer, and he's pretty famous, and he, he's actually a trainer to a lot of the stars and a lot of the athletes. And he had a great saying, and he kept going over this one, and I love this saying. And it's, it kind of fits about how high fructose corn syrup works and how it affects your cell energy. When you don't eat right first, you get tired. Then you eat too many processed carbs for energy. Then you get fat, tired, and usually sick. And finally, you are obese, tired, and sick. And he he was just a big proponent on getting rid of the sugar out of the diet and bringing in good protein, real carbohydrates, and healthy fat. Mm-hmm. Well, and doesn't that make sense, though, too, if you think about it, when you're tired, what do you want? You want a, something that's going to give you energy. So that's either going to be a stimulant like a Diet Coke or a cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. or something with sugar. Well, it's so interesting. This morning, we both talked about the fact that (laughs) neither one of us slept very well, which is a very unusual thing for me. (laughs) And I woke up very, very early, and I don't usually do that. And we're both, you know, it would be like in our past life, we would have probably gone for a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. But we didn't. I mean, I didn't. Uh oh. Did you? <laughs> well, I do have a cup of organic coffee every day. Oh, okay. So well, but I did have that today. You had that, but you didn't go <laughs> extra, extra. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but we did do something that was kind of interesting because, and we do this every every time we have the show, is we have something that's at our office. It's called Brain Vibrance, and it is just a it's vitamins with some extra phospholipids, and what they do is they help to energize the brain. And even if you feel a little bit tired, it's a healthy way to have good energy, and it isn't a stimulant. And it really helps with focus and memory. And we're doing great this morning. I I hope so. I hope it's working. (laughs) So do you think we should take a quick break here? Let's take a break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we have a big announcement to make today. Yes. Anna... And Russ, Anna and Russ Durhock, and Anna's one of our nutritionists, became proud parents of an eight-pound baby boy last Monday. Last Monday. <laughs> and they're doing great. And just last week, a week ago today, Anna was co-hosting Dishing Up Nutrition um, with the Ask the Nutritionist. And so everybody at Nutritional Weight and Wellness sends our love to you, Anna, and your beautiful family. Yes, but, we do. And I would love to see that baby. Yep. Anna, if you're listening, bring him into the office. <laughs> so questions today about energy or anything else, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. 
Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, Nutritional Guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with nutrition educator and counselor, Tara Carper. If you are experiencing daytime fatigue and are having trouble sleeping, here are some simple sleep tips. You know, always eat a small snack before bed. Half an apple with some real peanut butter or a dish of blueberries with heavy cream. The blueberries are great right now with some heavy whipping cream. You know, good quality fats help people sleep through the night. Because it balances out that blood sugar. It balances out that blood sugar. And I always recommend 400 to 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate before bed. And many people need to give up caffeine to be able to sleep well at night. And some people are so sensitive that they can't even have that one cup in the morning like I have. Yeah. You know, if you need more help with sleep, and people... Some people have lots of problems with sleep. And I would say make an appointment with Cara. She is really on staff, our expert in helping people get a good night's sleep. Because you've had that as a personal problem. You understand really what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And and you you know what works for people. And there's a lot of different solutions. And sometimes, you know, if you are somebody that has sleep problems... Don't get discouraged if the first thing doesn't work. I mean, I had to try a few different things. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, and, and they usually work on most nights, don't they? They do. Yeah, I'd say five, six nights out of the week. Yes. So we have a few callers. Yeah, let's take a call. Okay. Hi, Ellen. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning. Hi. Good morning. Is it Ellen? Elaine. Elaine, Elaine. I'm yes. sorry. That's fine. My question is, I like to have uh, a fried egg with the yolk soft, and I know that's dangerous. Are there any kind of eggs you can buy that it would be safe to have it, the yolk soft? Oh, are you worrying about bacteria? Well, yeah, don't they say... Uh... Mm, no, I, I think that... I think if you buy, you know, we we would recommend eggs... Uh, eggs from a free-range chicken, you know, pasture-fed chicken, so that they're not in confinement because that's when the disease is a problem for chickens and then for the eggs. So, you know, if you buy, uh, and even if you buy organic chicken, sometimes they're not actually route roaming. So what you want to do is get the free-range Yep. Is that the kind, like, what about those egg lambs? Are they? Egglands are fed vegetarian food, but that's all. I mean, that okay. doesn't mean that they're out free roaming. 
Um, so you'd have to specifically look for free range. Free range or grass fed. Sometimes it says cage free. Cage free. Oh, cage yes. Free. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I've been a little leery because I've always heard salmonella or something. I don't think you. I don't think you have to worry one bit if you buy. Certainly, if you buy cage free uh, cage free chicken uh, eggs. eggs. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for thanks. calling. Yeah. Thank you. Interesting question. We always think, I mean, people are usually worrying about cholesterol with eggs, so she's not worrying about cholesterol, so she knows what she's doing. (laughs) Hi, Mandy, welcome to the show. What's your question today? Hi, um, my question is a year and a half ago, my son was in a serious car accident and has a traumatic brain injury, Uh although it's it's obviously very mild because he's up and walking, but he does suffer from short-term memory kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, um, is there any specific kind of diet? Um, I, I hear you talk about the high fat for for the brain, but with TBI, will that actually influence that at all? It can. I mean, I think what, yes, you need to have a, a higher protein. You know, what I would recommend is a, a, a good quality protein spread out through the day, animal protein, and then couple that with some good quality fat, such as olive oil or or butter, or nuts, and avocado, and change up that fat in many different ways. And then, you know, the other thing is antioxidants, vegetables, and those are all the three categories of food. So he doesn't really need bread, he doesn't need crackers, he doesn't need sugar, he just needs a lot of good vegetables, meat, and and basically, you know, it's kind of, kind of interesting this morning, I was reading the paper, and Dr. Oz had an article in there about salads. And he and he hit it right on the head because he says it's great to have salads, but you've got to put some meat on your salad, and then you've got to have some good healthy fat, olive oil or avocados, because if you're just going to do a salad alone, you're missing two important mm-hmm. ingredients. And so that's the same kind of thing for your son, you know. And there's a couple of other supplements that I would recommend. There's an omega three, uh, and it's called DHA, which is actually the fat that we have in our brain. And so if you if you would supplement with that DHA, and the DHA is not from fish. It is from algae that the fish would eat. And it seems to be much more beneficial for the brain, especially when it's in this repair state. Another one that I'm, I'd probably recommend, and I've used it with people that have had brain injury, is the thing that we were just talking about, the Brain Vibrance product. And that is phospholipids. And phospholipids are... You know, we think of one of them as being choline, and choline is found in egg yolk. Mm-hmm. But there's there's other phospholipids, and what they do is they're they're kind of I explain it as sort of like um, they're kind of like a liquid fat that our memory sites and our neurotransmitter sites float in in our brain. And as we get older and as we are under more stress, we use up those phospholipids. In the past, people used to eat brain, and they used to eat liver a lot, and say they they would get the building blocks of those phospholipids. But honestly, most people don't eat those things any longer. So those those things are very um, helpful in repairing to the brain. 
Okay. Now, I, I gave you more answer than you even wanted, wasn't <laughs> no, it? <laughs> you, no, you, you didn't. Actually, and, and I think what I'll do is make an appointment and bring him in because he's 20, and, and he'll listen to you more than he'll listen to me. <laughs> uh, we'd love to have him. I'd, we'd lo- Either one of us would love to work with him. So great. I'll that would be great. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for calling. We actually have one more caller here. Okay. Hi, Angie. Thanks for calling in today. How can we help you? Hi there. I have a quick question for you. Um, about three years ago, after the, my last pregnancy, um, I started having some chronic pain issues. And there's nothing really uh, specific. I've been through every test, I'm sure, as you can understand, every gamut. And there's never really been a cause for it. So, of course, now I'm finally thinking I need to start turning to my diet. Where would be a good place to start eliminating from? Where where should I start? Like go from the ground up and and try to figure out if uh, pain is or you know if, the, if there's a food allergy that could be attributing to the pain. Well, the first thing to do is get rid of sugar. I mean that okay. causes inflammation. Sugar, 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 sugar. So okay. every place that and I don't know if you're drinking soda. I mean that's the first place because that's high fructose corn syrup. And that yeah. could be the number one cause. Well, I'm still on the diet, but just a couple cans a day. So, oh. and I, and I, you I, know, I actually, know. the the diet actually can cause pain and inflammation as well. With it's the artificial sweetener, mm-hmm. and you know, start there. Just get rid of it. Okay. Now, you know, if you're having trouble getting rid of it, um, some things that you can do is you could substitute iced tea. Because you're looking for the caffeine and you're looking for that lift, so substitute a good iced tea without the NutraSweet, you know, without any artificial sweetener, and see, you know, if you can get off that way. Um, some people can, and then some people need extra help getting off of, mm-hmm. of Diet Coke or, you know, any kind of diet pop. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, after sugar... I don't know what kind of foods you're eating, but gluten, you know, one in three people are sensitive to gluten, which is a protein that's found in grains like wheat and barley, oats and rye. Um, And, you know, if you are sensitive, that could certainly create inflammation in your body. So you might need to come in and see one of us. (laughs) Well, my my other part is I'm I'm also nine years post-gastric bypass, so... I'm, I already have some limitations to my mm-hmm. food intake. I try to stick to mostly protein and along with some vegetables mm-hmm. as well. But Well, that sounds great the, right there. Yeah. yeah, and off the processed carbs, it's probably the diet pop. It probably is. <laughs> okay. You know, honestly, uh, something that I formulated was a product we have at our office, and I, I, we usually don't talk about supplements this much, but we have a product that's called Crave Control, and we put in the I put in the things that help to reduce cravings for diet pop and for sugar and you know it's just amino acids that would come from protein but it works for people and it helps them get off of it and you know you maybe need to use it for about a month and it isn't a stimulant it's not artificial it's very it just rebuilds your brain chemistry so that you can get off of those things and you know uh, you probably have some of the that kind of addictive behavior as far as like really wanting diet pop or really wanting sugar. My guess is, is that true? Mm, diet pop, I, I'm, I'm pretty good about staying off the sugar. Okay, so. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just probably getting off of the mm-hmm. diet pop. It's the number one thing for you then. Okay. Yeah, and if you are struggling, if you're having a hard time doing that on your own or finding a replacement, I would, you know, stop by one of our offices and and try that crave control and, you know, take you could take up to 9 capsules of that per day. It's very <laughs> helpful for people on that can't get off of diet pop. <laughs> okay. So, thank right. you. Thank you for the call and uh you know, let us know how you do. Okay, thank you very much. Yep. Thanks, Angie. Thank you. All right, Dar, well, we need to take a break here. Oh, already. <laughs> yes, it's 8.30. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And you may, you may not be aware that medications, some medications, can cause daytime fatigue, and they can also deplete our bodies of key nutrients. So here's just a couple of examples. When women take any kind of estrogen, regardless of the form, you know, it could be birth control pills, hormone replacement therapy, or even bioidentical estrogens, their bodies can become depleted of folic acid, magnesium, vitamins B6, B12, B3, vitamin C, and zinc. And so it's really the depletion of all these vitamins and minerals that leads to fatigue. So questions today, call us at 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, last Tuesday night, I sat in on our Jumpstart Your, Metabol- Jump Your Metabolism class in Lakeville, and I met a woman who had taken our six weeks weight and wellness class in the spring, and she was so pleased with her success that she even had pictures with her. So she had lost 40 pounds and looks and feels just great. And this is what she said. She was never hungry, didn't feel as though she was dieting, just ate real food. And that's what she learned in the weight and wellness classes. So there is still time this summer to get your eating under control and feel great. Our classes start, our summer classes, our summer weight and wellness classes start next week in many, many different locations. And the whole six weeks class is $225. And we have Tuesday night in Chanhassen. And I think probably Mary's teaching that. Great teacher. Wednesday night in Edina. Great teacher there. And Thursday night in Lakeville, in White Bear Lake, and in Anoka. Great teachers. Are you teaching, teaching a series of weight and wellness this year? This summer? I am not going to be teaching until fall. Okay. All right, so I can't ask you. But we also have a couple of daytime classes, too. We have one on Friday morning in White Bear, and we have one on Tuesday. Tuesday in St. Paul. In St. Paul. So we have lots of classes mm-hmm. for people. And you can go to our website if if you want more details on the exact location and dates, and it's weightandwellness.com. So if your cells are depleted of energy, we've been talking a lot about, you know, how energy really starts on the cellular level. So if your cells don't have energy, you are depleted of energy. And really the first step is giving up sugar. We just can't emphasize that enough. Sugar and high fructose corn syrup. And giving up sugar is not an easy task. You know, even to wrap your brain around the possibility that sugar is causing your fatigue is challenging for many. Sugar for most of us has an addictive qualities. And many researchers believe giving up sugar is as difficult as getting off of heroin. Researcher and biochemist, Dr. Candace Pert, she's the author of Everything You Need to Know to Feel Good, said, if you want to feel good and have energy, 
you must come to terms with your addiction to sugar. And she went on to say, studies have shown that rats will work as hard to receive a mouthful of sugar water as they will for an injection of cocaine. Isn't that amazing? So that's how addictive it is. Yes. And she goes on to say that sugar is a drug. It really is. And we get addicted to that up feeling, that high that we get when our blood sugar goes up after eating it. But then shortly after we get the backlash, um, the sugar high turns into the dreaded low blood sugar and fatigue. And fatigue. And so we have some callers, don't we? Yes, we do. And their calls are about sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for holding, Abby. What's your question today? Hi, I'm really glad you guys are doing this topic because it's something that I've uh, struggled with, uh, low energy for a long time. Okay. Um, and I know, I think it is really hard to get rid of sugar from your diet because, like you were pointing out earlier, it's just absolutely in everything. I mean, you have to be an uh, ardent label reader. I was hoping that maybe you could give us a sample um, uh, of a typical daily menu that might be really good for trying to eliminate sugar. Sure, sure, we can do that. So let's, maybe let's just start with breakfast. Cara, do you want to start with breakfast? Yeah, well, I'll start with a breakfast that would, and that's the most important meal of the day for balancing blood sugar and reducing sugar cravings later in the day. So, you know, it's got to have protein. It can't be like cereal and milk and banana. It really needs to be something like a couple of eggs. Or um, some salmon. Or some salmon. It doesn't have to be breakfast food. You know, around three ounces of protein. And then preferably vegetables, but I think even a piece of whole grain toast with some butter would be fine for most people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have vegetables, add some, like maybe some greens, which are like anti-cancer, and then also add some things that are a little higher in carbohydrate, like sweet potatoes or carrots, and that kind of takes care of some of that cravings for sugar. And that's, you know, even like corn, like real ear corn, I mean, that would work. To have something like that in the morning. So then, if, and then some healthy fat, always. Yep, whether it's butter or olive oil, peanut butter. Yep. And then then take time to have a morning snack, because that seems to set the tone for your day. And we always suggest, like, maybe, oh, you know, some deli meat that doesn't have chemicals in it. Some non-chemical deli meat, or, you know, a couple of little strips of chicken, or something like that. Some kind of protein. And then that's when I usually recommend having a fruit. And if you're really craving sugar, have something that is a little sweeter in in fruit, like an orange. Or cherries are just out right now. Have some of those, like 10 cherries would be a great morning snack. And then a handful of nuts, and that would work for Mm -hmm. a snack. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be really simple. So for lunch? Then for lunch, you know, there's a lot of different options, but... If you, you know, if you wanted to throw together a salad and just have some greens and then a couple of other vegetables that you like, whether that's tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, and then just make sure that there's a few ounces of protein like you were talking about earlier, Dar. We don't want just the salad, right? Yes. We want either a few ounces of chicken or tuna, salmon. It could be a steak salad. Mm-hmm. The, um, the... And then, you know, a couple of tablespoons of, of olive oil dressing. You could even throw on avocado or nuts as additional fat, and that would be a perfectly balanced lunch. And if you are struggling with sugar, wanting sugar at that time, then bring in another good fruit. You know, like, again, the blueberries are 
and raspberries are in season. And if you buy organic fruit, they have more sh- they have more taste to them. They taste sweeter, and they're more satisfying for people. And then if you look in the afternoon, you know, and we're we're suggesting eating every two and a half hours. So again, if you maybe, skip maybe meals, maybe three, maybe three, yeah. If you skip meals, then you're going to have sugar cravings. Everybody yeah, mm-hmm. does. So in the afternoon, <laughs> yeah. You know, in the afternoon, if you're not dairy sensitive, some really good yogurt with, again, maybe some sliced up banana in it and some some nuts in that yogurt, that will be a good idea. Um, something like that, something simple that you can do quick. And then we got dinner, you know, and most people do that pretty well, don't they? Mm-hmm. They have some kind of... Do you of, feel like your dinner's under control, Abby, or do you need ideas for that? No, yeah, I mean, I think those are probably really good ideas. I just, I think that I, I, well, I just have too many carbs. I start the morning with a muffin or with a granola bar mm-hmm. and then a cup of coffee. So yep. I probably just start off <laughs> yeah. the eight ball right away. You know what you could do? Just have it your goal just for the next week, just to switch out your breakfast. Um, you know, if it's overwhelming to think about eating all the meals that we talked about, just have eggs for breakfast. Okay. Yep. And um, that'll make a huge difference in your day and your cravings. Yep. Right. Do you, uh, could you tell me also if um, I'm on medication for depression, does Alexa, does that impact things at all? You talked about medication earlier. Well, uh, it probably uh, might add to your fatigue. And I know just working with so many clients that uh, are on Alexa, they tend to have more cravings for sugar. Okay. And that's... That's, you know, and they report that. They get up in the middle of the night and go out and buy it, some of them. You know, oh, wow. And, okay. you know, it's so obviously it's a much higher higher craving for sugar when they're on it. So, okay. you know, maybe maybe you ask your doctor for a different medication. Okay, so. great. Hey, thank you so great. much. Thanks okay. for your call. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We have Good a luck. few more callers here. Okay. I know you guys have been holding for a while. Thanks for waiting, Karen. What's your question? Um, I have an adult son who, um, the last time I saw him, I noticed his hands were really shaking, like tremors. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked him how often that happens, and he said um, when it happens, he usually gets hungry, and then if he doesn't eat something, he gets really crabby. Is that like a low blood sugar? Because I know yes. he drinks Mountain Dew. That's a low blood sugar. Um, and low blood sugar, just you know, like we were telling the previous caller, can happen from either not eating frequently enough or having something like a Mountain Dew, and then within an hour or so, that blood sugar is going to crash. And signs of low blood sugar can vary, but it can be tremors, shakiness, irritability, fatigue, sugar cravings. Um, what else Aches are? and pains. Aches and pains. Yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah, that sounds like him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting... Um, this past week, I heard from a client that, uh, a younger client, that some of her friends are drinking like six of these monsters, and they have incredible amount of caffeine in them, six a night, so that they can stay up and play video games all night. I mean, it's kind of crazy the things that people mm-hmm. are doing to their body, just, um, I don't know, just to stay up and to avoid, you know, go sleeping, and I don't know, just everything. Yeah. So. So get get a, you know get him off the Mountain Dew and he'll probably feel a lot better. I'll I'll mention that to him. <laughs> Thank you very Great much. Great question. So, okay. All right, one more break here. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, 
And we often talk about magnesium for sleep for relaxing muscles, reducing chocolate cravings. But did you know that magnesium is a nutrient that plays a role in over 300 functions in the body? But 100 different medications will deplete magnesium. And magnesium, it's actually a cofactor for ATP, which we have to have for energy production. So there's a lot of reasons that people have low energy, and low magnesium is just one of them. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you're experiencing low energy and fatigue, it could very well be a nutrition problem. As nutritionists, we look for the cause and help you adjust your food choices and lifestyle habits to overcome your fatigue. And we sit down with you one-to-one and help you make the changes that you need. And we always say change your food to change your life. And having energy is probably one of the things that is so critical to having a sense of well-being. And it's, you know, we have great energy most of the time, both of us. I know. We, <laughs> we didn't sleep well last night. But... but we still have good energy because we have good cells going. <laughs> so, again, if you're experiencing fatigue or, you know, maybe some muscle aches and then depression, the first step is to kick that sugar and processed carb habit. And we've talked a lot about that. And the diet soda as well, you know. Yep, definitely. Okay, let's take another call here, Dar. Okay. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, Janelle. Do you have a, looks like you have a question on krill oil. Uh, Yes, I was just wondering if you could speak to krill oil and uh, the difference of that and fish oil. Well, krill is just a different, different fish that they take the oil from. Otherwise, all these fish are very small because the larger the fish, then the more contaminants that would be in that fish. So you want always you want the fish oil to come from a very small fish. And so that's one reason that I don't recommend salmon oil myself because the salmon is larger and has a possibility of having more contaminants in it. So krill oil is supposed to, I mean, if you look at what the, advertising of the people that manufacture it, they will say it has better anti-inflammatory results. But we really haven't found that to be true at our office. We find that, and it always costs more. So we find that just regular omega-3 good quality fish oil has been just as effective, if not more effective than krill oil. But you know what? My guess is it's an individual basis for everybody. So the best thing to do is try it. And see if you get better anti-inflammatory results with it. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for calling. So, krill oil, interesting. That's a good question. So, we, um, you know, let's let's talk, Cara, about how we can get more energy. What kind of foods? Because we've talked about sugar enough, Mm -hmm. I think. I know, I think we're really trying to get that point across here. But another thing that can cause low energy is lack of water. That's actually the number one cause of daytime fatigue, believe it or not. So we recommend, you know, take your weight, divide by two, and you want to try to drink that many ounces of water. So a 180-pound person should drink 90 ounces of water per day, which is about 12 glasses, 12 eight-ounce glasses. So that's a pretty simple solution to getting rid of fatigue if that's the cause of it. Right, and I think that's an easy one. You know, the next energy-producing habit you can start is 
eating breakfast. You know, as nutritionists, Mm -hmm. we recommend eating breakfast. Now, not a slim fast with 10 teaspoons of sugar or a cinnamon bun with 13 teaspoons of sugar or a coffee mocha with 12 teaspoons of sugar, but a breakfast of real foods. And we kind of talked about that, building your breakfast around real protein, you know, eggs, salmon, chicken breast, something like that. And then add some long-lasting carbohydrates like black beans or sweet potatoes or wild rice and top it off with some healthy fat, butter, avocado, olive oil, or a handful of nuts would work. And our previous caller, too, said, you know, what's a good menu for the day? And I think she had been eating a muffin and coffee. Mm -hmm. And so when we say eat breakfast, you know, it's really important what to eat. We're not just saying just eat anything. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So should we take a few more callers? Yes, we have lots of callers today in just a few minutes. So I apologize if we don't get to everybody. Hi, Julie. You're on the air. What's your question? Hi, Julie. Hi. Hi there. Uh, I have a question about my my friends that are um, extremely thin, and they're actually looking to gain weight. And whenever I tell them that they're eating too much sugar or drinking too much coffee, they're just saying, "Well, I need I need the weight." And when you mention the excess sugar is stored as fat, something what could be going on in their system that well, allows them to be so thin. There are there are some people that actually genetically, I just read this last night, so you know I'm reading research all the time, that actually don't, they can eat things with fructose in it, and it does not turn into body fat. And it's a, a special kind of genetic I, difference. I won't say it's a deformity, but it's a difference. So they're, they're lucky in that way, but what they're they're not making muscle on their body. And they're not, because if they don't eat protein and good fat and vegetables, then they're not building their muscle structure on their body. And honestly, they're probably not building their bones either because we need that to build our bones. And sugar kind of depletes the calcium and other minerals out of the bones. So, you know, they may be getting by with it from a dress size, Mm -hmm. but they're not getting by with it from a health point of view. That's And, you know, I've had some clients as well that were thin and, you know, they didn't come to our office to lose weight. They came to feel better and usually have more energy. Yes. Um, but a lot of them, you know, are drinking a lot of coffee, caffeine throughout the day, which is a false sense of energy and false sense of blood balancing blood sugar. Right. Um, but, you know, that just depletes energy, but that can keep people from eating very much as well. Right. So get your friends to eat better. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do all the time. That's a great but question, that's though. That's what I'm seeing and hearing them complain about their fatigue and their low energy, and I tell them it's related to the sugar and caffeine mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah. You are exactly food, right. Um, You're right. With protein and things, but I, I think there's more going on mm-hmm. with them. Well, I think that, you know, if they, it's, it's, it's so interesting. We see this every day at our office. Once start people start eating better, it's like, Everything changes for them. They suddenly become alive and they feel great and they have more energy mm-hmm. and they have less aches and pains and everything. So do you think we have time to take one more caller? Yeah, let's take one more. Okay. Hi, another Julie. Thanks for calling in today. Hi, my name is Julie and I am definitely a sugar addict. Okay. 
And I wanted to share that with you because I have been trying very unsuccessfully to get off of Pepsi, fully loaded Pepsi, until I read the Schwarzbein Principle. Yes. And that explains to all the listeners out there, it explains why you gain a lot of weight in your middle when you do a lot of sugar. Yes. And I finally was able to admit that I truly am addicted to sugar. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a friend who um, was an alcoholic, and I was so impressed when I said to her, that is so cool how you were able to give that up. I can't even give up Pepsi. And now I realize that I was fighting the same battle she was fighting. Yes, it's very similar brain chemistry. You're right. Yep. yep. And now I just know that the sugar addiction is accepted by society and alcoholism isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, anyways, I think that that's a really good book. I know you guys carry it in your office. Highly recommend it to anybody who's struggling with it because it really helps you understand the biology behind it as well. And it's easy to read. Yes, it is. Um, mm-hmm. And it helps you get off of it. So it, it's for me, I've been off for six weeks now. Good for you. I've tried in the past, but I can tell the difference this time. Good for you. That's great. Congratulations. Thank and that you. is a great book. And thank mm-hmm. you for calling in this morning. That was beautiful. So. And Dar, do you remember when we had that show on refined food addiction? Yes. Joan Ifland, I think was her yes. name. Uh-huh. I mean, that would be a great show for people to listen to that are struggling with things like Julie. Yes. Was struggling with, a, you know, that addictive quality of processed foods and soda. You know, maybe people could listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, Clara, this, you know, even looking at Dr. Candace Pert, you know, I think what people, when they you hear the word addiction, you kind of you kind of shy away from that because you don't want to be considered that you have an addiction to anything. And really, sugar is, you know, it's just like the rat study. It is as powerful as heroin or as powerful as cocaine. And so it is so easy biochemically to become addicted to sugar. And it's it's not easy for a lot of people to get off of, but it's almost like you have to start in the morning with that breakfast and a breakfast that doesn't have the cereal and the sugar mm-hmm. and the muffin that starts you on that roller coaster of addiction to begin with. It would be just like an alcoholic starting his day with, you know, a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be... Your body doesn't really know the difference between, a you know, a lot of these foods, a Kit Kat bar, a bowl of cereal, or a beer. You know, they're all doing the same thing to the blood sugar. Exactly. And it's going to come crashing right down. So, interesting, interesting questions today. You know, I just have a little bit of an interesting research. So, I, I, you know, I was reading a little research last night. And this is, this was published in the Journal of Cancer Prevention Research. And it points out the importance of eating vegetables for cancer prevention. Researchers found vegetables such as broccoli and Brussels sprouts contain a compound called I3C, which stands for indole-3-carbinol, and it prevents cancer. So buy your Brussels sprouts, cabbage, broccoli, and dis- and it will be cancer preventive. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yes, thank you for listening.